0: In this episode, we will be covering the leader's mindset of risk-adverse or opportunity-driven. Welcome to the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. This podcast was inspired to help new managers overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. We have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know, and I mean we know, the struggles and rewards of leading individuals and teams. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. So let's start this journey together. To find out more, check out our respective sites at LisaLamCoach.com and sawanaali.com. In this episode, we will talk about the leader's mindset of risk-adverse and opportunity-driven. We will answer two key questions, and they are one, what is the risk-adverse and opportunity-driven mindset? Number two, how can we build individuals and teams that takes the best advantage of both of these mindsets. We know that the leader's mindset will determine the culture and perspective of the team and organization. We know that the leader sets the tone for how the organization will function and perform. For example, an organization or company that is at the leading edge of innovation or at the forefront of change will have leaders whose mindsets are innovative growth-driven and opportunity-seeking and risk-taking. Organizations that are able to experience continuous growth and are stable in times of crisis have leaders who have long-term strategic growth and performance-driven mindsets. Another good example is an organization that is not able to sustain their initial success will most probably have leaders who are risk-takers and innovative but fail to find the balance with long-term and strategic performance mindsets. And the list can go on. So therefore, an organization is made up of the leader's mindset. Therefore, the mindset of each individual in that organization is important, especially for the leader. Now, in today's episode, we will be focusing on the risk-adverse with the risk-taking or opportunity-driven mindset. These two mindsets will determine how you as a leader perceive challenges and opportunities. A leader with the risk-adverse mindset perceives any form of challenges, problems, or issues as red alerts and will start to plan out defensive maneuvers in order to address the problem. In essence, to protect and defend the current position. A leader with the risk-taking or opportunity-driven mindset will start to look for areas that they could exploit for growth and gain market share or foothold. Before we break each one down, I would like to stress that there is no mindset that is better than the other. Each mindset has its appropriate place and should be valued depending on the organization, the types of roles you're playing, and the situation that you're in. So let's explore further, and let's break it down. A leader with a risk-adverse mindset shows up in some of these characteristics. For example, do not take any risks, not comfortable with any element of risk, is seen as someone who is stagnant or not able to move fast enough to respond to a crisis, very uncomfortable with change, will stubbornly defend a certain position, will be very conservative with any forecast or projection estimates. They will basically list out all the problems and challenges and basically very few solutions. Now, before we think that that is all bad, think about what this world would be like if there were no risk-adverse individuals. There would certainly be no stability in the financial market, there'll be reckless decisions and actions that are made and taken, and lots of one-hit wonders that last for less than a year and so on. Now, imagine if your financial planner or your bank manager is a risk-taker. Now, I am sure you do not want someone in that kind of role who is managing your money, to be risk-taking. Sal, have you encountered any risk-adverse mindset? And what are some of your thoughts on its values and how we could take advantage of that mindset?
1: Absolutely, Lisa. I have encountered many risk-adverse individuals up to this point. In any organization, as a matter of fact, we need some risk-adverse individuals to balance our ship. They provide some kind of stability to the companies as, like you said just now, there is a place for both, risk-adverse and risk-takers or opportunity-driven individuals. Allow me to call out some scenario during my working time in the IT companies. Our core business was selling business solutions to organizations and SMEs. One example was a mission-critical solution for retail banking. If you listened to the previous episode 14, I shared some experience when I worked at Unisys Malaysia, selling branch retail delivery system to the banking industry. Looking back, I could recall vividly how my team, which was the sales team, would typically had numerous sessions of discussions with the professional services team in our collective effort to put a sound-proven proposal to our clients. Some discussions turned out to be really heated sessions, as the two groups were obviously came from very different, distinctive characters. The sales team treated almost everything as good opportunities, sometimes being a bit too extreme in creating opportunities that we were ready to take risks. Our threshold in taking risks was definitely a lot higher than the professional services team. We were excited of new opportunities while going through. Our own checklist to determine whether an opportunity was qualified, as in we have the solution and the customer had a budget, for example. We were typically very ready to take risk to make a sale. When an opportunity was put on the table, the professional services team would walk through their list of potential risks with us. For instance, they would start looking at the current projects that they are committed to, the number of resources that they had available the availability of subject matter expert or the need to source such resource elsewhere, uh, the overall scope of the project versus the expected delivery period that the customer wanted, the solution required versus potential customization needed, and many others. Going through this process in details would determine all the risks which would then be costed into the overall project cost. A clear percentage of risk mitigation factors would be factored in to ensure that the company was in the position to deliver the right solution with the best customer experience at the end of the day. While my example was a systemic process of proposal evaluation and creation, the characters of the two teams, sales and professional services, are a perfect example of risk takers versus risk adverse. The main objective of such process is to ensure that our company is in the position to deliver a solution that's meeting customer needs in a satisfactory manner, without compromising our brand and reputation in the marketplace. For this purpose, it is remarkably clear that we need both types of mindsets, the risk takers and the risk-adverse. Discussions among the two groups will narrow down the best-fit approach for the customer. How about your experience, Lisa, in dealing with the risk-adverse mindset?
0: Yes, Al. I certainly have encountered my share of risk-adverse mindset. Like what I have said earlier, I value this mindset in people whose roles are to mitigate risk. I think it would be very difficult for a leader with a risk-adverse mindset to be working in a risk-taking organization, for example, as a Wall Street exchange trader. Now let us pivot to the risk-taking or opportunity-driven mindset. The opportunity driven mindset, which is opposite to the risk adverse, shows itself in the following common scenarios. They basically focus on short term and the immediate outcome. They have a very tunnel vision on the opportunity without taking into account the potential risks. Usually, there's no plan B, it's an all or nothing approach. They love breaking traditional boundaries. They love and enjoy the adrenaline rush, and they move and act very fast in the face of potential opportunities. Now, in the same way, Risk-taking or opportunity-driven mindset are not all bad or good. Depending on the situation and the organization that they're in, these attributes are required and necessary. Sal, what is your experience with the risk-taking or opportunity-driven mindset leaders? What can we learn from them? Well, Lisa,
1: going back to my earlier example, the risk-takers can typically be found in the sales organization. Their success measurements are about making things happen, closing sales, creating new opportunities, and winning the big bets for the company. In addition, they must do all this within a certain time frame. Oftentimes, this leads to their willingness to take higher risks than others to pursue their goals. Three key learnings from the risk takers that I would like to share are 1. Risk takers think and dream big. They will push the boundaries for great rewards. These two factors always go hand in hand. They are willing to do all they can to turn their dreams into reality. As such, they are normally smart and hardworking individuals. The second things that I learned from the risk takers are, normally, they do have contingency plans. While thinking big, they do analyze the calculated risks and prepare for a plan B should something does not quite go as planned. What is evident is that they begin with the end in mind. What exactly is the outcome that they want? And then they work on a few contingencies to achieve such outcomes. In sales organization, for instance, we do have the stretch outcome that we pursue, while at the same time, we work on acceptable good and best scenarios. At the very least, we will still come out winning something for the benefit of the organization. The third key learning from the risk takers are really about innovation. Innovation is so key for the risk takers. Their thought in mind is always about creating differentiation from others. So what's unique about your solution, for instance? Why should a customer select your offering and not others? So the risk takers will enjoy innovative approaches to differentiate themselves from their competitors. At the end of the day, what really matters is calculated risk. It is imperative that we keep that in mind in anything that we do for the
0: best outcome possible. What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? Thanks for sharing, Sal. I think that it's also important to remember that as leaders, we could have a hybrid mindset in that you're able to find the balance between being risk-adverse and opportunity-driven, depending on the situation, your level of experience, and expertise. Just like for the fixed and growth mindset, we can be either one based on different types of scenarios. For example, I am probably more biased towards risk-taking or opportunity-driven in certain situations, such as finance, work-based scenarios, but very risk-adverse when it comes to mountain climbing as an example. The challenge for any leader is to have a good sense of what your biased mindset is, and then to leverage other leaders with the opposite mindset in order to have a complete and balanced perspective of any given situation or challenge. In this way, as a team and organization, The ability to respond to the changing environment will be met with balance, a well-thought-out approach that provides stability and confidence for your team, the organization, and your customers and partners.
1: Well, we have learned a great deal today. Let me just take a moment to summarize a few takeaways on risk adverse and risk-taking mindsets. Point number one, for organization to thrive, I believe we need both types of mindsets. There is a place for both the risk adverse and the risk takers. Point number two, the rule of situational leadership always applies. Some situations will call for you to take more risk, while some other situations, you may not necessarily take enormous risk. Be flexible in knowing what's fitting at any one time. Point number three, for complex high-risk projects and initiatives, it is important to secure their views of both the risk-adverse and risk-takers' mindsets as the collective outcome of these groups will be a more balanced pathway for the organization. And finally, point number four, we can definitely learn a lot from both mindsets. The risk-adverse group would drive for certainty, security and protecting the best interests of the company. While the risk-takers, they like to dream big. They work hard to make things happen and they constantly innovate and prepare key contingencies to ensure some scale of
0: results at the end of the day. Thanks, Sel, for sharing how you have put that into practice. We hope that you have learned at least one thing that you're able to apply into your leadership practice. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next. And give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalumcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.